Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hooray for Hollywood. Have you seen Parasite? I know a guy who has, and he liked it. The reviews are still coming in from the opening week of the XFL. Aaron Murray or Quentin Flowers? Who you got? Lots of rumors and innuendo about Jameis Winston having had eye surgery. We can't confirm it, not from him yet. What if that's all he needed to cut down on his turnovers? And the Rays are ready to open spring training with the pitchers and catchers reporting on Thursday. We've got all that to discuss and more with the lovely and talented Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 on Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Before we get to Chris, uh, we had a mailbag question, and as I told you guys, you don't have to wait for our mailbag segment to send us a question, and we have one from Reed Smith. And Reed says, uh, you know, the one thing I haven't heard about this dual city proposal with the Rays, and it may be, in in his opinion, the biggest nail in the coffin, uh, when the Rays would play in the Montreal, basically is when the kids are out of school. And will that kill the future fan base in the area when the kids are out of school and, and they can't go and see the team? They'll have to watch them on TV. Um, certainly, you know, Reed says he won't be taking a vacation to Montreal to see some Rays games with his daughter, which means that she'll be sort of a TV-only fan. You know, I think that's something that the Rays need to consider. I mean, it's great for the kids in Montreal, I suppose, assuming they have summer vacation. But, um, you know, I, I know a lot of parents, myself included, very hard to get down to a Rays game, uh, you know, when your your child has school the next morning and catches a bus before 7, 7 a.m., um, you know, so this is the thing. I mean, summertime is, you know, we get uh, a lot of kids that can stay up late and, um, they have the, you know, camp days and different things like that. Uh, I, I think that would, that would probably, you know, put a little dent in their, you know, in their future fan base somewhat. Don't you Steve? Absolutely. I mean, I know with, with my kids and granted mine are pretty young too. So, you yeah, know, I only take them pretty much to the Sunday games because they're That's one right. o'clock start. So it's yeah. nice and convenient. Occasionally they get some Saturday four o'clock starts, but I mean, right. if you're talking the first 35 home games of the year, mm-hmm. that's what, five or six Sundays? Maybe five or six. That's all you're going to be able to see. Now, they would tell you, well, the average fan for them right now sees two and a half games. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's that's not what they want. They want to increase that attendance. And I guess the theory is if they're only here for you know half the season that, that there'll be a bigger demand for people to go to those games. But, you know, that, that all applies if you have, you know, your future fans, if you have children, young children. Uh, or just anyone that's still in school, it's difficult. So you, you're right. You're not providing them with many home weekends before you head on to Montreal. And spring training's just not the same. That's in Port Charlotte right now. So, yeah, there's there's all those things that still got to be worked through. And, and, and I think, you know, we haven't even talked about, you know, the logistics of what the players' union will say or what the postseason will look like, um, you know, when they get to it, whether Tampa would share in that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different – Difficult discussion, but a good question anyway from uh, uh, from one of our listeners there, Reed Smith. Appreciate the question for sure. All right, the lovely, the talented uh, Chris Torello from Spectrum Sports 360 Bay News 9 joins us now. Chris, last night was a big night for Hollywood. I know you're a moviegoer. I know you have to like the gowns, and, and uh, maybe you missed the red carpet show. But uh, overall, did you, did you watch some of the Oscars? 
Oh, of course. I mean, you have to. You have to be involved. And I'm a cultured man. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, of course, by the end of it, you just you, you say you're a cultured being, you know, after all the inspirational speeches. You're just yes. a being on this round thing we call Earth. So, um, <laughs> you know, I've um, completely changed by all speeches. And um, I don't even know my own name anymore. That's that's how ingrained <laughs> I am in uh, Oscar glory. So, uh, yes. but yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun. I'm happy Parasite won. I know a lot of people haven't seen that, but dang, go see it if you haven't. It is so worth it. It's it's. I thought it was original, and it's very well done. So I'm very Wait, happy. You, that you, you've actually seen the movie Parasite? Did you not hear I'm cultured? Yes, I thought it was <laughs> wonderful. It's really? very good. Oh, I, no, no, yeah, yeah. My buddy who actually lives out in Hollywood, I'm probably going to get him in trouble. Um, he actually sent me a screener of it way back, uh, and I was like, uh, oh, my God. Because, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm busy. I've got places to go, faces to see, pins to trade at Disney. I can't be, you know, I can't be doing sick. all this stuff, you know, so yeah. I have to, you know, make my way through. So, but, yeah, no, this was, it's very good. It, I, you know, I'm happy it won. Was it my favorite movie of the year? I'm not sure. But I'm very happy it won. I was also happy to see my boy Brad Pitt, uh, two-time Sexiest Man Alive, People Magazine, uh, 1995-2000. And um, so I was very happy to see him win an Oscar for <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Wait, not that you rem- memorized his uh, his resume or anything. Well, it's like Holy George cow. Clooney. You know, he, won, he won for Syriana, P- Sexiest Man Alive, 1998. So, I mean, you know, these are, <laughs> these are, these are guys. You know, these are my boys. So Yes. Yes, I loved him in uh, Benjamin Button. I thought he got better as the movie went on. Uh, yeah, certainly you're, younger. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's just—that's the way. I think life should be that way. I think you should have all the knowledge in the world and then reverse, you know, and then and to become oh. an infant. And you know, we all look—we yeah. all lose our hair, our teeth, and and uh, have to uh, suck liquids out of a bottle at the end. So it really doesn't. Really, life is a full circle, yeah. Chris. It, 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 well, it's again, you know, we live on this wonderful thing we call Earth, and uh, you know, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, it would, I, I've always said to myself, man, I would have loved, I, I don't know why, this is what I do with myself. I just sit there and I think, God, I would have loved to have had the knowledge when I was seven years old and Miss LaFrary told me to like, get in line. And I would have loved to look at her and say, you get in line. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, let me tell you something, sister, you know, like, you know, kind of really, you know, and, but that's, again, this is what I do and this is who I am and I'm not afraid to share it with you and for everyone to listen. So yeah. Well, I, I look, there was some history made last night. We'll get to sports, I promise, folks. But uh, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about uh, Bong Joon Ho, except I'd love to party with the guy. Yeah, <laughs> he seems he seems like he could tip a few back. He, he looked like he was having a good time. And why not? He, just, he made history. He just re- yeah, he just replaced Ovechkin for like the guy I want to party with. So That's I mean, right. you know, and I just love that he was like going off. He's like naming everyone. He's like, I like I grew up watching you, and I love this guy. Like you can tell he's someone who appreciates yes. film. But what's great mm-hmm. about this, what people don't understand, is there are so many other. There was like the Independent Spirit Awards over the weekend, where Adam Sandler actually won. Oh, that speech! Yes. I yes. love that speech. And but there's so many different little award shows that you have no idea are happening. So the real star happened to be the translator because she has to go everywhere with them and she right. has to get on stage. I mean, she was on stage like 18 times last night. I mean, that's, I that's 
it's incredible, but it was awesome. It was awesome to kind of, you know, and I think that was cool to see, you know, because we, we get it when we go into the locker room of the Rays, they've got uh, mm-hmm. different players. It's fun to kind of see a person get that recognition. I, I kind of was thinking about that. I was like, this is kind of cool for her as well. So, uh, but I was very happy for him as well. And I'm sure he's pretty much what time is he's pretty much gone for the next, you know, for the next few days. So, but uh, very happy for him in Parasite. Yeah, I mean, and truly, they should have handed her a statue as well, based on yeah. just the performance she had last night at the Oscars, which was, yes. as you mentioned, she was on stage longer than uh, than almost any presenter or host. So, good yeah. for her. Uh, some good musical, of course. Eminem, always good to see him, right? Mom Spaghetti, baby. That's all you need to say. Mom <laughs> Spaghetti. I mean, that's right. That was eight mile. He was, he was um, great. And then, Boy, and then, b- b- I, I got to get your opinion on this because I've heard like uh, my girls love her. At least one of them does. I'm a little. I'm a little kind of in between. How, are you a Billie Eilish fan, or you, do you get it? Do you get the whole? I mean, she's a, she's a talent, but she's boy. She just she's taken over the music industry, and she sang I yesterday. I don't get it. So you know, <laughs> a little. It's know. a little quiet. It's a, it's a little like she's afraid to. Yeah. It's just kind of kind of soft. I I mean, I think she can sing, but I'm not sure if she's whispering. I'm not. Fair- I'm not really sure. I know she's kind of like, you know, I, like I tried to be friends with everyone in high school, um, you know, whether they, you know, whether they, yeah. whether they yeah, wanted did. to be friends with me is a whole different separate argument. But, um, right. you know, I mean, I was the, I was the nice Catholic fat kid. You know, I was I was nice to everyone. So but, you know, um, I think so. Like I, you try to be friends with everyone. And like there was always like a couple quiet kids. You know, yeah. and maybe, maybe yeah. they looked like Billy. I'm not saying uh-huh. that, but maybe. And, you know, bit. it's like yeah. you, talk, you talk with one of them and I say, well, you know, what's what's his? You know, I've tried to talk with uh, we'll make up a name here. Maybe it's real uh, Gary, you know, and it's like, <laughs> well, what's what's going on with Gary over here? And it's like, well, you just got to get him going. Once you get him going, he won't shut oh. up, you know, and yeah. it's like, well, for four years, he hasn't said a word. So, I'm, you know, I'd love to you know, I'd love to say shut up to him, you know, like I'd love for right. him to actually form a sentence so yeah but you know people like her you know whatever good you know good for what i don't get it i saw the reaction when eminem came out and she's kind of like what the hell is this and i'm like (laughs) let me tell you something this guy is cool okay he's an oscar winner he didn't even show up when barbara streisand wanted to present him with the award that's how cool he is so thank you thank you dolly and move on so yeah 18 years later, yeah, he showed up. Oh, God, I love it. All right, well, you know what uh, showed up over the weekend, too, this thing called the XFL. Hey, I love football. Yeah. I don't don't know how much I love the XFL. I will say that that I thought they had a good weekend, you know, for an opening weekend. I mean, the crowds were not that great, 17 and a half. Although, uh, as you noted uh, on your uh, Twitter feed, uh, it seemed like, uh, you know, Giants fan were all too into (laughs) watching – a guy like Kevin yeah. Gilbride, who they hated, called plays oh. for them yeah. in New York again. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, when Pat Shermer's been your head coach for two years, yeah, <laughs> I think Kevin Gilbride is welcome arms. I mean, you know, he's – I mean, no offense to Pat, but, I mean, good Lord. But I'll say this. I actually, I watched I, – I was enjoying the XFL. For some reason, I thought it was going to be a shorter – like, I didn't think the games were as short as I thought they were going to be. You know, they mm-hmm. made it sound like it was just going to be go, go, go. I thought yeah. there was way. I thought I was like, wait a minute. I thought the play clock was going to be a lot more, 
you know, uh, you know, they were getting into huddles. I thought this was going to be more fast paced. So yeah. um, I think we still got to work it out. I do love the kickoff. Um, oh, I do too. I think that's brilliant the way they did the kickoff. It allows for so much to happen, especially mm-hmm. if you're a um, if you're really fast. I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think the first kickoff in that Guardians game, the guy went across the fifty, and I mean that's what we want to see. You know, yeah, and it I brings like returns. Whole, yeah, yeah yes, returns are back in the game, and you eliminate the uh, the the risk of concussions. Uh, you know, with uh, as John Romano said in in, in his column today. It's instead of a scene out of Braveheart where they charge each other from forty yards. Um, yeah, these guys can actually, you know, c- connect and block, and and yet you can force the return back in football, which I think it there, there should be a play like that in football. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's everyone's got their, you know, people say, oh, get rid of the kicker, get rid of this, get rid of that. Yeah. I mean, look, I think it's I think the punt, you know, every and I love the fact that they try to say like the rules about the punt game, like. Well, if you don't kick it here, if you kick it out of bounds, they're going to get the ball here. They're going to get to go here. Like, I love how they're trying to basically penalize people for not going for, like, right away you saw, I mean, the Guardians, fourth and, what was it, fourth and whatever, and they're going for it. I'm like, this is the first weekend of the NFL. They're punting. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, first first offensive series of a season, and they're punting, and, like, fans want to see you go for it. You know, fans want to get excited, you know. So I think there are some positives to it. Uh, if you're a Tampa Bay fan, you pretty much just saw a continuation of the Bucks season. So, um, you know, no offense. I mean, but I mean, you know, come yeah, same on. old I mean, same old Vipers. I mean, really, it just uh, uh, think Eduardo I Encina said that's the worst half of football they've ever played. And it, it, it was it was also yeah. the, also the best. Um, but yeah, if you're uh, if you're a uh, if you're a Mark Tressman fan. Uh, yeah. Not such a good debut. And and listen, I, I'm all for the home t- hometown kids. I mean, I you you certainly know Aaron Murray followed him at yeah. Georgia, and of course from Plant High School. Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. Well, Looked like a guy that hadn't played a lot of football. Looked like a guy, in fact, that wasn't sure he wanted to play a lot of football last yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, you know. And here's the thing. You've got Quentin Flowers there that you're running in and out of the game to let him, you know, run the spread out. Why not just go to the guy? I mean, this is the XFL for God's sakes. What could we not have a quarterback change in the first half of the first game? Would that be so bad? Well, I think the fact is is that remember, these quarterbacks that are supposedly your starters were kind of chosen before the draft. Like True. they kind of plotted them and said, okay, Cardale Jones is going to D.C. Matt McGloin, a Dunder Mifflin intern, is going to come out and go be the, the New York Guardians quarterback, you know, uh, you know, shout out to Scranton. But I think there's, there's this, you know, there's this whole, it's like Aaron Murray, it's like, that's great. But I remember talking to, 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 to Q a few days before the draft, he and his buddies were raiding the, uh, the media room because we had chicken tenders. And uh, I remember – you know, he, he basically was like, he's like, no, but he was talking to me and a few of the guys. He's like, man, I've been talking to the Vipers. I'd love for them to choose me. I love this stadium. I love Tampa. And then they chose them. And we're all like, okay, like, they're going to let Q cook. And, yeah. and I'm telling you, they should. I mean, but it was like the first five or six plays, it was handoff, handoff, yeah. handoff. And I'm like, okay, you've established the run. We've established <laughs> Quentin Flowers can, can turn to his left or right and give the ball off. <laughs> Let's do something with this guy. And yeah. he, threw a, he threw a rope to, to one of his guys down inside the five. It was like a 45-yard pass. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. So, And then they bring Aaron Murray in. So I, I, I don't understand it. I think 
remember though, this is, you know, as much as we talk about, there's all these eight coaches and they're the GMs and they run the team. There is someone else running this whole thing. It's not like there's like Jerry Jones and a bunch of these high eccentric owners. There's one person running this at the top. And so the order may be, Hey, listen, your quarterback is the star. You're going to keep your quarterback. I don't know. Like that's been the negative about this is there's all, it all revolves back to one filter, right? So like yeah. we don't know where the orders come. Cause I mean, Quentin flowers was the better quarterback on Sunday, you no know, question. he was more exciting. And I think mm-hmm. he'd be someone I would want in the game um, for, for most of it, you know? So, you know, I saw more in practice that I wasn't allowed to shoot. Wasn't really allowed to talk about it. I'm like, well, where was it? You know, mm. like I saw what they were doing. It was exciting stuff. So mm. I don't know. Um, you know, they also had a guy like Ryan Davis from Lakewood St. Peter was inactive. And I thought that kid would be great in the return game. So, yeah. you know, there's we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, they, here's the thing. They they have another week away and then they come home. So we'll we'll see what they do. But I mean, I think it was kind of funny them people comparing the Vipers to the Bucks. Oh, so, and it was inevitable, yeah. right? I mean, it um, was. Yeah, in short week and all that. But, yeah, if, if this league isn't made for, for quarterbacks in particular um, to, you know, to be those guys that the NFL said no to and then let them go out there and, and try to prove, you know, that they have the skills to play, like yeah. a Clinton Flowers, you know, you got to be – if you come to the NFL, you got to play another position. No, you know, I'm going to go show you that I can, uh, you know, handle yeah. uh, the quarterback position, make throws and – be exciting and run around and do things. And I think it's the perfect league for that. But um, I guess, I mean, it was a good debut. Look, they got the networks behind him. I did like, I did like some things too, uh, Chris, with uh, the interviews on the sideline during the game, all about it. I'm all about it. Oh yeah. I was too. I love Jenny. I thought Jenny Taft did a really nice job. Um, You know, it was, it was kind of fun. Like she goes over to Aaron Murray and she's like, you know, how are things going? Like basically almost like what everyone would want to know is like, come on, Aaron, like what the hell? And yeah. it was almost that. And then she goes, you saw, I saw your ankle getting looked at. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, good, good. Let his ankle get looked <laughs> at. You know I mean? yeah. But I'm saying like, that's the access you want. And I thought yeah. it was great when she would interview the two receivers from the guardians and they had a fun moment where they were able to compliment yeah. each other. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you don't have to wait till the post game to kind of hear those sound bites. And I thought that was great. And even just getting McGloin and Murray there to get, even though Murray looked like he didn't even want to be there, but the two of them standing there with Jenny Taft at the start, and you'd never get Tom Brady and Peyton Manning before an AFC championship game <laughs> no. in Foxborough being, no. you know, with, uh, with, with whoever Tracy Wolfson or whoever going. So Tom big game, you know, and like, you know, you wouldn't get that. So, you know, That's I mean, right. I thought there was a lot of great access, and I thought Greg Olson was great as the color commentator. Oh, he's he's so good. Yeah, he's. He I don't know if he. I mean, Olsen. I guess he's talking about still playing. Uh, he's been around a bunch of yeah. teams, Seattle and uh, some others, but uh, he obviously has a chair waiting for him at yeah. one of one of those uh, networks for sure because he's he's real and he's good and and. Um, you know, I, I just I enjoy listening to him. Well, so he I goes think... from well, he goes from uh, the pass, the the rope pass for Murray before the interception in the end zone. He goes, man, that's an NFL throw. I love that. And then he throws <laughs> it in the end zone for an interception. All you hear him goes, ugh. Uh, he just lets it out. Yeah, and I sorry. freaking loved that. That was yeah. like, thank you, because everyone in Tampa is saying the same thing. The same thing, thing right? yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he was outstanding. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, speaking, of, uh, uh, speaking of the Bucks, I mean, can you imagine uh, the interviews, you know, I mean, last year in particular, but like, uh, okay, Jameis, that's your fourth pick six in the first series of a game. Um, kind of unusual, don't you think? I mean, how would that go? Yeah. You know, like how, how, would you, how would you begin to talk to those guys after some of the things that have gone on uh, in Tampa Bay? Would, hey, that's 30. That's 30, big guy. Just wanted to make sure that you're aware of you. You've made a race. This is an NFL record. I, I know it's not one you like. Um, speaking of Jameis, <laughs> I, you're on social media. I'm sure you've gotten this. Bit, and yeah. people don't understand, like, as reporters, we generally want to confirm things, right? But And I'm not saying it's true or not true. But there's an Instagram of Jameis Winston wearing what appears to be um, kind of like cataract sunglasses, if you will. Like the kind of eyewear that you would get after a procedure, right? And yes. we've all seen, you know, I think I've asked this question every year since he got into the NFL because, you know, he is, I guess, a little bit uh, uh, nearsighted. What would it be? Nearsighted? Yeah, nearsighted perhaps. Um, you know, you've seen him squinting on the sidelines and now, now it seems to be sort of accepted that, that this guy's had eye surgery. Uh, I heard, I've heard meniscus surgery. We know he had the broken thumb. Look, he's a tough guy. We know that, but does it, does it seem odd to you? I mean, do you, do you buy, I mean, can you deduct from a, a solid Instagram photo that this has occurred? I, I, I mean, it's one photo. I, I don't know. I mean, I know there's some people speculating on Twitter and trying to be like their actual reporters when we all yeah. know they're not. Um, so I, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like that's, I feel like I should be asking you what you've heard because you're, well, you've got- I have, well, this is the thing. I mean, I, you know, the uh, people have to understand that the team is very uh, reticent to disclose yes. off season surgical procedures simply because there's a HIPAA law, <laughs> so it's not I've like it's during the year and, yeah. you know, hey, uh, you know, Mike Evans is uh, out with a hamstring and he won't return. You know, that sort of thing we get during the season, uh, and sometimes they'll tell us a guy's going for an MRI or, you know, but they, they even don't get that specific. It's a little yeah. better than hockey where they say he has an upper or lower, lower body injury, which could be almost yeah, yeah. anything. Um, but, you know, they don't, they don't exactly tell you, so then it, it's upon the player to decide – whether or not they want to reveal that. And I can only say that I have asked Jameis and have not gotten a response yet, may not get a response. Uh, and frankly, he doesn't owe me one. But um, no. look, look, if he got his eyesight fixed, and, and I don't know what he's been doing prior to this, maybe it'll help. I mean, you know, I don't know what took five years. Um, yeah, what a time to do it, though, too. I mean, now, now yeah. it's like, now you want to, it's like, you know, 30 interceptions and all this talk of, you know, will they franchise him? He doesn't want to be franchised or, you know, he wants a record-breaking deal and at least 30 a year. And now it's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to get my eyes fixed now. You know, mm. I mean, that's a risky procedure even with all the technology today. I know people that right. have screwed up. I mean, I, I, my eyes are not perfect. You know, I know everyone thinks I am, but I'm not. <laughs> And, you know, they, you know, I put on makeup, same as every other broadcaster. <laughs> just that has to go on. just and, like know, everybody else in the morning. That's cover, right. Cover all the mistakes. But, you know, I, I think, <laughs> from you know, it's like I, I'm scared. You know, that would scare me. My dad was had to go. I remember back, God, this was the 90s. 
and yeah. uh, what a time to be alive. But, you know, he uh, he went up to Canada <laughs> and did it, you know, because you couldn't do it in the States. Yeah. You know, and so he was he did it. I remember because he was legally blind without his glasses. And, mm. um, you know, it took away a lot of oh, you're such a beautiful boy. You know, it took a little bit away, but I, I still believe him. <laughs> but, um, you know, but he, um, you know, and so but now it's one of my friends who was a reporter in Connecticut. She was she's a great investigative reporter. She did it. Her eyes are more screwed up than ever. So. It's, oh. it's scary, man. You know, like I've heard horror stories. So that's a oh, big no. risk. Isn't that a huge risk when you're about to try and get yourself paid? That's a huge well, risk. Well, I mean, yeah, you're, you're looking at a $27 million payday. And if something went wrong, um, certainly that could affect you. Although, if you've just thrown 30, uh, yeah. what happens if he comes? And again, I don't know that any of this is true, folks, as we're just speculating wildly on uh, the Sports Day Tampa Bay podcast with Chris Torello. I, yes. I still think that if, if he goes out there next year and throws another 33 touchdowns and has about five interceptions, we're all going to go, what the hell? <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. All, all he needed was some glasses or some, some corrective eyewear or, or maybe a surgical procedure. This is all it took to make this yeah. guy into Pat Mahomes. I mean, what, you know, it will be interesting. Well, he- he, he missed a golden chance with maybe wearing the sports goggles, don't you think? I yes. mean, I, I mean, I, well, no, seriously, because like, I mean, isn't this, if it's just about figuring out, you know, like, uh, listen, I have a bad, I have bad eyesight. I really need to fix this, but until I fix it, I'm going to do whatever it takes on a Sunday to win. You know, like to me, I would rather be wearing those big goggles or something that made me kind of go, I can see the play call. I can see the field a little better to hell if anyone laughs at me if I'm yeah. throwing touchdowns instead of interceptions. So yeah. it's almost like, well, wait a minute. Like, so why didn't you do it before? So that's that's just where I, my my head's kind of like all over the place. And, and it's allowed to. But if he had it done and it works great for him, you yeah. know, I, I get it, you know, but it's just for me, it's a little risky this close to uh, to what you're trying to hope is. What was the word? A trans a transformation, a generational generational wealth. Covered. Yeah. Ugh, I mean, that's God. what we're talking about here. And, and as yes. far as we know, they haven't made a decision. I don't think we're going to hear anything. They'll lie to us at the combine soon. Of course. So we'll of get course. to hear we'll get to hear their non decision there. And then yeah. uh, by March 5th or so, they have to make a decision. It's the first time you can franchise a guy. It doesn't mean you will. But the yeah. earliest they can do it is March 5th, and then we'll see what happens with Shaq Barrett and those guys. A lot of those talks will happen up in the NFL Combine in a couple of weeks, and I'll be there yeah. in Indianapolis. Okay, uh, I went to Ray's Fan Fest. Well, why not? I mean, why yeah, not? Why wouldn't you go? Of course. It's a, it's, it's a, free, it's a free deal, and, and all the Rays or most of the Rays were there, including the owner, um, Stuart Sternberg. <laughs> Look, I, I give him credit, Chris. He, he did not shy away from this event, um, and, and I saw more than a few TikTok fans that were looking for him. And I guess he took the shrapnel. I mean, he, he, they truly are trying to sell this idea that this is going to save baseball in Tampa Bay, albeit for a couple months out of the year. Um, I don't know where it goes from here, but I, but I give him credit for, for standing up and, uh, and facing the fans at, uh, you know, at an event where anyone could have found him. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, my, I, I kind of look at it differently. Like, it is 2020. This is campaign season and True. campaign yep. season. You see a lot of um, people who don't really have self-awareness. They mm. just think, oh, I'm, I walk on water and I can go anywhere and people will bow down to me. Um, mm. I think Stu Sternberg has a little bit of that, um, you know, but he uh, he de- I mean, listen, there was I saw our buddy Jay Retcher put up a tweet 
and you know it wasn't his fault you know you really couldn't hear <laughs> couldn't him. hear a word but that's what I love. So I ran with it. I took it and said, this is the best thing ever because he's trying to explain it and you can't hear him. And guess what? No one wants to hear him. <laughs> no that's one's honestly, listening. Yeah. It's yeah. just some guy in a, in a button down shirt with a microphone on that. No one wants to hear. We've heard enough. Thank that's you. Right. Next. Okay. Yep. I don't know Billy, but I know Ariana. Okay. So <laughs> Very, thank you. Next. There you go. So yep. I just, I was done. I could, I'm, my head can't wrap around. But here's the thing. We got spring training this week. I'll be down in Port Charlotte later this week. There you and, go. You know, it, it's like, you know, for me, it's this is a fun time because I feel like especially in our area, whether it's you go down to Bradenton, Sarasota, Northport with the Braves now, you go to Port Charlotte to see the, mm-hmm. the Rays, Tampa, George M. Steinbrenner Field, the most beautiful mm-hmm. field. And you, you have this chance for about a month and a half to enjoy baseball, Dunedin with the Blue Jays, Clearwater. Um, you know, so I almost feel like people around here enjoy the, the spring training, you know what I'm saying, a little Absolutely. bit more. Because yeah. they moved down here and they're fans of the Blue Jays or the Phillies or whoever. And right. I feel like maybe it could work where you're saying, hey, here's the excitement of the end of March, April, mm-hmm. May, a little bit of June, and then they're yeah. gone. It almost yeah. – I almost that's the only way I can spin it positive where I say I think there are enough people around here that go oh this isn't going to be around for the whole 162 games where I got to put in effort to watch or I have to put an effort to drive to a stadium every single week like there's a little bit of you know like okay like I get it and all that so that's the only part of me that maybe thinks it has a chance but again, you need two to tango. Montreal's all in. I don't know what they're gonna do, but I think I think you're gonna see Jane Caster really step up and say, okay, let's if if Mayor Christman's willing, let's yeah. kind of do something with it here, and let's you know let's see if we can. But I think whatever stadium they build, I'm sorry, it needs a roof. I don't care. It needs a roof. Um, you know, this, I'm, I don't want to go to a game in May. I'm sorry. That's still too hot. You know, like it, it right. gets hot around here pretty quick, Rick. So I think, and then you got to think about the Rowdies. I think if they build a stadium wherever, the Rowdies will get an expansion into MLS eventually. I think mm. the USF could almost have their home away from home. I think you could have concerts. You could do so much. So yeah, I think it would yeah. be one more little place that I think you could fill up pretty quick for some events. Yeah, I'm with you on the. I'm with you on the roof a little bit. I I, I want to know that they're going to play, and even though May is a dry month, and they're talking about heading out in June, the problem is, if you if you grow up and you're a kid in this area, and you know they're playing mostly during the week. Sure, there's some weekend series, but you really can't go when school's happening, and school's out. You know, at the end of May, and then then they're headed to Montreal. So, you yeah. know, unless mom and dad want to fly you up there for a, for a series or two, um, That's what I, I don't know. I. St- it's just difficult for me to to buy into the idea that that you know yeah. two cities are going to build stadiums and and share uh, their allegiances that way. But uh, you know they still got years to go before they have to uh, have to deal with it. I'll get you out on this one with the Rays. Uh, I talked to Emilio Pagan, one of my favorite guys, and uh, he was so excited, Chris, that uh, you know last year he said it was the most fun he's ever had in baseball. Of course, he started in the minors, came from the A's ends up with 20 saves as their closer, and then no sooner had I had that in my recorder going, hmm, that'll be a good interview to play. They traded him to San Diego, and they get an outfielder, Manuel Margot, uh, who sounds a lot like Kevin Kiermaier to me when you look at his, uh, look at his resume. 
Yeah. Um, what's going on here with the Rays? Are they that confident in their bullpen or and or? And I hate to say this, they've assured us this isn't the case, but could Kevin Kiermaier be headed out of here sooner than later? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've kind of been thinking, you know, part of me thought if, if, if an outfielder was going to go this offseason, it was more likely him than Fam. Mm. Um, but but they got rid of Fam. I think Kiermaier is one of those, I don't want to call him an untouchable because yeah. we've seen it before you go. But, sure. um, you know, I mean, I think it does. But, I mean, listen, you want as much talent as possible on this roster heading down to Port Charlotte. You want as much, you know, ability to say, this will work against lefties. This will work against righties. Sure, sure. If we put this guy out there, it's not going to hurt us defensively. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some other teams in the leagues that you kind of look at and go, well, you know, gets later on in the game and they got to pinch hit for this guy and then put this guy at first or outfield. You're losing a little bit. So I think the Rays are trying to be as smart as they can, bring as much talent down to Port Charlotte. Uh, as for the pitching, though, I mean, and by the way, Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, uh, we could do a whole podcast on what he talked about, and then, yeah, um, we could. You're right, and then and then you've got uh, Tyler Glass now. I'll take those three in this AL East over anybody. Mm. I, I don't care, yeah. Derek Pinstripes, Luis Severino is coming off not a great year. Um, James Paxton's out for half the season. I'm fully invested in this. If I'm a Rays fan, boast about those three because I'll take all three of them healthy over anybody else in the AL East. And if you have a top three, you have a shot. But the problem is fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and ninth. What are we going to do there? And, you know, if you're a race fan, you got to be thinking that way because, you know, they've, they've pieced it together. But, you know, Ryan Stanek's not here anymore. You know, Sergio Romo's not here anymore. It seems like every time – but every time they need someone, they step up. You know, and, and you know, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I guess you have to just believe in this. I mean, but it's yeah, they got they got gone. some guys. Yeah, they got some yeah, guys. Nick Anderson can close, and and uh, maybe Diego Castillo becomes that guy. He's still a young player that's shown some <laughs> promise. I, I don't know about the Alvarado and some of the rest of them, but um, and they're not done. Maybe they maybe they come up with a closer. Uh, just real quickly, you did mention Charlie Morton. Are you satisfied in general with what he said? Which was in essence, hey, I knew about it. Wish I'd done more to stop it. Uh, kind of a weird situation uh, feel bad what do you want me to say I mean that, that was sort of what I got from from his his speech there my favorite thing that he said it was uh, not my favorite but one thing that I just appreciated was he said I'll never be absolved of it he said like it just yeah, that's happened. True. You know, it's gonna stick yeah. with every single member of that team it's gonna yep. stick with all of us and yep. the for Charlie one thing I love about Charlie is is he's kind of a guy who has perspective and he's gonna look at it and say listen you know, I think if we put some truth serum in them, it basically would translate to, listen, I, I was on the mound for game seven. You're not taking that moment away from me. I understand mm-hmm. what was, I wasn't fully involved. And right. maybe it helped my career because the more runs that get put up against the team, the easier it is for me to pitch. And maybe sure. I have maybe I have at least 30 million coming my way because mm-hmm. of that. But, Absolutely. you know, at the end of the day, I think he keeps perspective and says, you know, it is what it is. And as long as he understands it's going to be part of my legacy and part of our legacy as Astros. You really can't do much more. You know, I think it's, you know, it's not like, you know, it's like you get caught stealing and it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I stole this, you know, well, why? Well, because of this and that, well, you still stole the bread or you stole the, the t-shirt, whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, if you apologize after the fact, you know, there's only so much of those words can mean. And I thought Charlie did a pretty good job, at least just, just on the surface of it. Yeah, he certainly faced the music. He's Chris Torello. You can watch him on Spectrum 
Sports 360 on Bay News 9. And, and if you want, go watch a, uh, a movie with subtitles. He'll, he's willing to uh, read them to you, apparently. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll sit right there and scream <laughs> them to you. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding job, Chris. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks. Well, thanks to Chris. Always great to catch up with him. Hey, Mark Topkin, who covers the, the Tampa Bay Rays for the Tampa Bay Times, will be on our podcast tomorrow as Rays pitchers and catchers now just a couple days away from beginning their work in Port Charlotte. Also, don't forget the Lightning are playing at Pittsburgh against the Penguins tonight, so that'll be something to watch on the television as well. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 